1: There is a transition period because Tom Brady doesn't necessarily play or hasn't necessarily played the way Bruce Arians likes to play. Although there's, of course, crossover in all offenses and crossover in the two offenses, you know, where the Patriots have been and where Tampa or where Bruce Arians has been.
2: That's the former NFL MVP, the former Super Bowl winner, Kurt Warner, talking about what Tom Brady faces as he changes offenses. And of course, Kirk Warner would be a good guy to speak about that because we're going to expect Brady to play at a high level and Warner played at a high level. And Warner knows about changing teams because he was with the Rams, he was with the Giants, he was with the Cardinals. The Giants era went very poorly. The Rams, he got to two Super Bowls and won one. And then with the Cardinals, they got back to the Super Bowl. So I guess we ought to listen to him. He knows what he's talking about in this one, PK.
1: Yeah, actually I completely and totally disagree with what he's saying. There is so no such offense, Bruce Arians offense. The key to coaching is to take whatever talent you have and get the best talent out of it. So it's not about this is my offense and you conform to me. I couldn't disagree with Kurt Warner more. And I I understand his resume. I know it full well. I didn't need you to read it off for me. But I think that Arians has got to figure out ways to tailor his offense to the skills that Tom Brady has at 43 years of age. That's what's going to make this thing a success, not try to make Brady into what Bruce Arians is. It needs to be the other way around.
2: I expect they'll be. I expect there'll be a little bit of both because you know the offense has got to work for the players who are already on the roster, and their offense was pretty prolific. What was killing them was turnovers. So I expect there'll be a mix of the of the two. If they add some routes and all that, but I don't think they're going to change all the terminology for Tom because the whole team knows it. And better to have one guy learning it, but they'll probably adapt along the way. The Patriots keep adapting by eliminating older, expensive players kicker Steven Gotzkowski out he's been there 14 years He's coming off left hip surgery you know there's two schools of thought on what the Patriots are doing one is they're not done at the quarterback position and they're waiting maybe for some value guys maybe to hit the uh, market if Cam Newton can't be traded and he's waived then they can go in and not absorb his contract just offer him something new and less expensive and then the other thought is they're going to tank this season and they're going to try and go get Trevor Lawrence out of Clemson And there's no lottery in football, so if you make sure you're terrible, you
1: can make sure you get the number one pick. You want to bet which way they're going? Uh, Yeah. And the number one pick, you know what that guarantees you? That guarantees you the number one pick. Because you just told me that Cam Newton was potentially going to be released. Well, he was the number one pick. So... (laughs) I'm not so concerned about getting the number one pick. I'm concerned about getting the best team that I can get. Because quarterback, we've seen it a thousand times over. It's a hit and miss position. And so there's no such thing as a sure thing at quarterback. I mean you're talking about Tom Brady here two seconds ago, who was drafted 199th. So I don't I don't buy that. I, I think that they're gonna try to win as many ball games. What I don't know what Belichick is, but he's got to be pushing 70. And so to me, I think in the in the NFL I don't think this is like the other sports, baseball and basketball. I think you need to be in a win-now mentality because one player is not going to make a difference. Several players are going to make a difference. And if you can find a way to get several players who are really good through the draft, then do that. And obviously, there's only going to be one of them is going to be a first-round pick. So I think they're going to try to win as many games as they can. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA.
0: NBA icon Charles Barkley
2: announced 10 10 days ago he's being tested for the coronavirus after falling ill. Does not have COVID-19. He said he tested negative. Obviously, a lot of NBA players have tested positive. We've heard from several different clubs, several different players. Some of them named, some of them not. Uh, Basketball's governing body, FIBA is telling players around the world to stay inside. In no circumstances should our passion to play basketball surpass the importance of following the instructions of the public authorities. Now, South Korea's Korean League canceled the remainder of their season, but China's apparently trying to restart the basketball league there. So, seems like conflicting statements out of those folks.
1: Well, have we been told to stay inside almost, if not all the time, almost all the time. I think I don't know. I don't know that that's 100 percent accurate, is it? At least over here, maybe wherever FIBA is in charge of, and other places, they're literally supposed to be inside at all times. But I thought we can go outside and walk around a little bit. Yeah, I think we can,
2: and I think you know it depends on where you live and how it's designed and all that. The, the stuff I see from you know older cities in Italy or Spain or wherever, you know, people don't have yards, so if everybody goes out and walks around, the streets get crowded. Uh, you know, here with the suburbs, I think it is a little different because you can go outdoors and you know be 20 feet away from everybody let alone 6 feet away from everybody so Canada and Australia have already announced they would not send their teams and athletes to Tokyo this summer the United States Olympic and Paralympic Committee issued a request to postpone the games until 2021 and now the prime minister of Japan and the president of the IOC are talking about that the IOC board would have to vote to formally postpone the event But uh, it seems from some of the reporting I've read on this, it was kind of a game of chicken. Because if either one cancels, then there's all kinds of financial penalties and considerations. And I think they finally decided, hey, let's do this together and just push it back a summer.
1: Uh, Speaking of the Olympics now, uh, yeah, yeah, well, Dick Pound, the IOC member, said yesterday that they weren't going to be played this summer and that they were going to look to do it the following summer, which obviously is 2020. And and I I think that's the way they have to go under the circumstances of 2021. Yeah, I think that's the way they have to go under the circumstances. And so when Dick Pound said what he said uh, to me, I took that as literal.
2: I'm with you on that. And it seems like the only thing to do. Uh, How are these athletes supposed to train? There are still qualifiers to be held. And then even if you get to right. that point, you're going to put 10,000 athletes in Olympic Village. I mean, come on. That just seems like there's all kinds of trouble. And how many, how many workers do you need to support that and all the food preparation? And uh, it just, it seems impossible. And it travels so hard now. How are all those people going to be able to travel? Uh, all the officials, all the support people it takes to put on all those events. It just seems, it's a massive undertaking in the best of times. And obviously times are very complicated now, so seems like a no-brainer
1: did you know that i once covered olympic qualifying figure skating
2: no i did not know that brought all your it expertise did. all your expertise coming together everything you learned living <laughs> in the desert like, i remember dad had come home from a second job and turn the hose on and we'd all run and play in it because it would never freeze in phoenix
1: Well, and I actually covered them at the Fabulous Forum in Southern California, and we know it never rains in Southern California. So, yeah, they sent me over there. I had no clue, but I found a a lady who was also a reporter. I can't remember her last name. Uh, Her first name was Lisa. She was from the Press Enterprise out in Riverside. And she knew a lot about it, and I didn't know squat. And followed and her so around. so I just went up to her. <laughs> I said, can you help me here? Because I don't know anything about any of this. But I have a job to do, and I need to approach it in the manner that I would any job, no matter what. What well, never mattered to me. You know, obviously, I would be more excited covering the NBA Finals. But it never mattered. The job was the job. And you wanted to do your best, no matter if you were covering high schools or you are covering, you know, the top of the line. So here I was doing Olympic trial figure skating, and i did i was like i think yesterday was national puppy day well back then in the 90s that was follow lisa around pk day and i just did whatever she did and and uh, she really helped me out as far as olympic qualifying figure skating
2: well i have never covered olympic qualifying figure skating and that's good because i know about as much as you do I did cover uh, some volleyball stuff leading up to the Olympics. Teams would come, and there's a tradition at the college radio station I I worked at at KCSB at UC Santa Barbara of broadcasting volleyball on the radio. And I didn't know anything about volleyball when it started. And I learned a lot. There was a guy there who knew knew a lot. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You knew nothing about volleyball? No, I didn't know a thing. I'd never played it. I didn't know people who played it. Okay, I knew the basic rules. You, but you knew, didn't know, you didn't. <laughs> but it, to do it on the radio, what's the difference between a an x, a back x, a shoot set
0: and I, I don't even know.
1: better, they wouldn't have any idea. Even better to do it on radio because they're not watching it so they have no idea. You could have made it up the whole way and been just
2: fine. Steve Selman taught me a lot about it and so I ended up doing stuff and everything was good until I went down to uh to the Long Beach Arena and we I don't know why but we were doing this USA, South Korea and then they put you halfway up the arena and you don't know and everybody's got the same haircut and you can't see the numbers because you're on the side and that gets to your point about man, you just start making stuff up. Like, I'm pretty sure it was somebody so I'm just going to sell it and we're going to go with that. I don't know. I don't know who just spiked it. All right, DJ and PK it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone coming up Jason Cole, veteran NFL reporter, Hall of Fame voter, is going to join us to talk about all the free agency of the past week, the balance of power shifting, everything changing. We'll talk with Jason coming up in about 15 minutes right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.
0: This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton.
1: We had a game back in the old junior jazz days. There's 0.2 seconds left. We have the ball, down one, and we have to go the full length of the court. So what I did was this kid was talking trash to me all game long. I walked up to him. I was like, you know what sucks about you? You ran your mouth all game and you're going to win. You haven't kept up with me all game. There's 0.2 seconds left. I bet you couldn't even keep up with me for that. Oh, yeah, you think so? He huh? starts talking. So what do I do? I reach out and I grab his wrist and I start running. What does he do? Pull back. What does it look like? That he yanked me. Whistle, foul, double bonus, bang, bang, we win. You cheater. There you
0: go. You and Tom Brady and the
1: Astros.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You sullied the good name of junior jazz basketball. Uh, And you feel no remorse about this. Uh, no. Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network.
2: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. IOC member Dick Pound says the Summer Olympics will be pushed back one year. Question of the morning, how disappointing do you find that? How much are you bugged by it? David says the running events are very good, and that's about it. The Olympics are a minor distraction compared to Major League Baseball and the NFL.
1: Yeah, I would agree with him, except today... It is a major distraction because it's another thing. And so it's not necessarily about the literal competition. It's the fact that the competition is not being held that bothers me, bothers me greatly, because this just means more interruption. I'm not a big Olympic dude. I don't really pay a whole lot of attention to it. I mean, you can't help but avoid to know what's going on to a degree. But I'm going to miss that. It won't be there, and I feel bad for those people who have trained and everybody who's set up for it. So it's another blow in a series of blows, and that's what bothers me. But I do think that now – I saw something on Twitter a couple days ago, maybe yesterday, that you know, with this cancellation basically of all spring sports at the collegiate level, that uh, particularly for the Pac-12, it's now time to – reevaluate your business model and maybe everybody can do that you know we had Yogi Roth I was gonna say Yogi Bear there for a second we had Yogi Roth on just replayed it this morning about uh maybe the the coaches in football can find some balance I can't tell you how many coaches have told me how much they hate the spring recruiting season because they're on the road for weeks at a time and you're building relationships for either necessary, not necessarily only that following fall, but two or three years down the line. And It's so much work, and you're away from your families because you're out of town, at least in the season you get to go home at the end of the day. But here you're in hotel rooms traveling to suck up to 15- and 16-year-old kids, and he was saying maybe they'll find some balance in their lives so maybe they can find a way to – Overhaul recruiting so these guys aren't just being dragged around and working so hard. And I think for the Olympics, maybe they could overhaul how they do things, or maybe they could introduce new sports. Review everything. What do you think about darts, Dave? You think darts should be an Olympic sport? Because I do. <laughs> First off,
2: I think you're lying, is I don't think you care. Secondly, I don't care. They can add darts if they want. Whatever they've add, they have added some stuff lately. Uh, and skateboarding. Skate, yeah, skateboarding. And, and obviously what they've done with snowboarding in, in the winter games and that, the short track speed skating's been added. And some sports seem to go away and come back. Baseball got added, and then it went away, and then it was going to come back this time in, in Tokyo well. in 2020. Yeah. Softball, yeah. So, sure, whatever. Knock yourself out. I'm, I'm with you on the NCAA stuff. If they realize that, uh, you know, especially, I mean, Bronco Mendenhall, uh last week, the uh had had some quotes about you know preparing if the football season is impacted, if you know they can't start on time, maybe it's a conference only schedule or something, and that would obviously be a big financial hit for all the schools. Maybe one of the first things you do is you know cut the football recruiting dates back, you can cut the budgets back because, like you said, fewer airplane trips, fewer hotel rooms, less per diem on the road, save some money, and it'd be even for everybody, and that you just do more stuff texting, calling, Zoom, whatever, but these guys really need to be flying all over the place. Maybe it is time to step back and evaluate things and make them simpler and less expensive.
1: Endless taxing. I would, yeah, I mean, that's the that's Democrats, so they're all about taxing, though. I don't know that you're ever going to get rid of that, Dave. I mean, that's your party, your people, tax, 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 so I don't know that that's ever going to... Good luck on that. We'll see how that plays. But maybe, uh, how about marbles? Do you like marbles?
2: No, my no grandfather way. tried to get me to play marbles as a kid, and I just I didn't really get it. I didn't get into it. If you hit it, then you keep the marble. I'm like, yeah.
1: No, <laughs> that doesn't do it for me. I got you, a bunch got of marbles, into, so what? And you, you got into soccer though. Yep, oh, that's, that's. But you did that for financial reasons, and there was no financial gain in marbles. I understand that. Saturday night talk in sports. Does marbles yeah, need a lead? You, you, he made that Yacka's conscious decision, didn't he, yak You did. Yeah. You're begging. (laughs) You're
2: begging. We got more people here on Facebook weighing in. Uh, John says, I can't remember the last time I actually enjoyed the Olympics. The NFL, the NHL, and even the NBA playoffs are far more entertaining. Yes, but John, they don't compete with the NFL, the NHL, or even the NFL playoffs. It goes back to what you were saying, PK. It's one more thing. And you got things you enjoy a lot more than that. But at the time they're going on, Mm -hmm. what's going on that you enjoy? A lot more than that. Well, none of those things. Not the NFL. The What's NHL, going on? NBA.
1: Picket signs and picket lines. Sing it. <laughs> How about poker? I mean, I see poker on ESPN. I think poker should be a summer sport. No.
2: What? It a, but it's
1: on ESPN a make lot. Make it a winter sport. <laughs> yeah, right.
2: <laughs> it make it
1: both. Who says it has to be either or? Ooh, I like that. Every two years, you have a new champion. Yeah. All sorts of poker games you could play. I would, I would, I'd be up for that. Why not?
2: A lot of people are, uh, are calling out this question. Uh, Andrew says, PK just wanted to post this because of the guy's name. Congratulations. You used Dick Pound's name in a sentence. Jacob says, I don't know why this is a question. Why don't you ask Seymour Butts? You're like, ah, ha, ha, ha. Okay. What are you talking Thank about? Thank you, comedians. That's the guy's name uh, Dick Pound—that's
1: He was the one who came out and said it. I know, I know,
2: I know. But you know, we got a bunch of—we uh, got a bunch of ninth graders listening, and they're a little bored right now,
1: so they're having a good laugh. He's the IOC member who said it. That doesn't make any sense. What do you? I, I honestly have no clue what that means. Dan says, "Meh, I'm not going to miss the Olympics." Well, yeah, but I mean, 95% of us aren't going to miss your soccer, Dave. Here's your chance to stand up and. Go crazy about soccer. I mean, it's not about what you individually miss. It's not about you. It's about them. It's about the whole list of events. It's like you said, it's one more thing. It was the NBA.
2: It was March Madness. It was Major League Baseball. Then it was one event after another. The Masters. The PGA Championship. The Olympics. Uh, You just keep going down the list. And this is one more thing. And also, there's the hope that... uh, You know, in in two or three months, are things going to be different enough that we can start to get back to some sort of normal? And the fact that July event is canceled, because right now the NBA and Major League Baseball are hoping that they can be doing something by July. Maybe we'll get closer and we find out they can't. But so far, nobody has said anything about July events. They haven't. Nobody's really talked about them so far. This would be the first of the July events. Obviously, bigger more complicated.
1: Mark Cuban said he thought they would have
2: NBA in May. Yep. I saw that. I saw Scotty G, tweeting about that. I hope you're. I hope you're right, Mark.
1: Yeah. So that would be great news, because it's not going to be standalone. If you know, we just found out that the schools are closed till what May first now around here, uh, though they'll, they'll reevaluate at that point. I feel bad for the high school seniors whose senior year is getting taken away. Because your senior year of high school, I mean, you're not gonna experience anything like that the rest of your life. Senior year in college does not compare in the least, at least where I went at Arizona State where there was eight trillion students going around. And it was so big, you know, the old Yogi Berra thing. Nobody goes there, it's too crowded. So that's what you had when you went to ASU. You know, you were a number in a slew of numbers and it was as crazy as it was, it was hard to get to know people because it was so big. I, I knew people much better when I went to Northern Arizona because it was about a fifth of the size. And I know that that shouldn't really make any difference, but somehow it did. It's like it was so big that it was impossible to get to know folks. Where, same thing with senior year in high school to where, you know, it, it's something that you should remember for the rest of your life. And now it's getting taken away. So I hope I, fi- I hope they find a way, at least for a couple of weeks, for the seniors to be back on campus to experience you know, what what do they call it, uh, senior slough or something? You know, when you, the end is near and you start just blowing off school. Well, out here, you can already do that in terms of doing it at night or what have you, and. It just I feel bad for the high school seniors involved. So if Mark Cuban is saying we can have NBA basketball in May, that wouldn't be standalone. There would be a lot of other stuff that would come back. Now, I have no idea if we can have basketball in May, but Mark Cuban knows a lot more about a lot of things, if not everything, way more than I do. So even though that was somewhat uh, obscure, I took it maybe, just maybe, it might be an encouraging sign.
2: Yeah, because he's also been pretty, uh, I think, pretty aggressive on how serious this is. And so he seems to me like someone who wouldn't be that aggressive about bringing it back. If he thinks they're going to be bringing it back, you know, just off a few public statements, I'm thinking, wow, maybe that actually is realistic. And like you, I have no idea if it's realistic or not. But uh, he doesn't seem to be a guy who's pushing that hard. Maybe I'm wrong. But uh, I took that as an encouraging sign. And the thing is, if he's... If the NBA can come back in May, then baseball, and even if they do need extended extended spring training, then maybe there's a chance to bring bring baseball back after they have however long they need to you know get the pitchers' arms up to speed. Then there's a chance baseball follows. And you know some of these events, like, I mean, the Kentucky Derby is really important to some people, but it's one race one day. And whereas just like the pure tonnage, I mean, if you bring baseball back, you're bringing so many games back. You bring the NBA playoffs back, you're bringing so many games back. Those seems like two of the bigger deals. Golf tournament would be great. Um, you know, if they can bring one back, then I guess it depends what area the country in, but maybe they could have one every weekend at least.
1: And this is breaking news as we speak. The thing just came across my telephone that the Tokyo Olympics were postponed until 2021 on Tuesday. The International Olympic Committee just made the decision after speaking with the Japanese prime minister and other local organizers. So they will they'll still be uh, called the 2020 Olympics, but they'll be. Next year and tonnage, I've never heard the word tonnage used. You just said the word tonnage.
2: Tonnage. You gotta be into yeah. uh you gotta be into shipping, live by the water. Come on, man, you were down there in San Pedro right on the water. They never talked about ships and tonnage.
1: Uh actually I know a guy who owns harbor ship supply. Has a home here in Park City to let you know what type of money he was able to make. Ka-ching. And still and still <laughs> lives Yeah, his grandfather started it, and then his father, and now he's, uh, gosh, he's got to be pushing 65 by now. So, yes, I was intimately familiar with harbor ship supply, but uh, I haven't used the word tonnage in a a long time. And I appreciate you bringing it out and dusting it off in the word tonnage. (laughs) You're welcome. It's the little things.
2: All right. Uh, if you got more reaction on the Olympics, you can hit us up on uh, Twitter, David DJ James. On uh, Facebook, DJ and PK. And you can uh, always use your phone. Use the app. Send us the open mic. We haven't gotten a lot of open mics lately. We need some open mics, well, people.
1: Yeah, and, and what other sports can we add? Because now's the time to review I mean, I, I really appreciate it. I, when I read that thing about the Pac-12. Sure, they should be reviewing their business model. See what ways you can do better. Because there's not a whole lot of stuff going on right now. So what? Do, I saw something on somewhere on social media. This is the time that uh, all husbands in America have been dreading when their wives have asked them to do a project, and the husband responds, "Honey, I'll do it when I have time." Well, you kind of got time now. <laughs> <laughs>
2: What's at the top of the honey-do list? Yard work. Get that thing whipped into shape. It's spring. Let's go. Clean that garage out.
1: I already did that. Chuck. Yeah. I I guess I can clean it again, although it will be a lot quicker time uh, getting the job done. Nice. (laughs) Good work. I had this, uh, I bought this stereo like in 1985, massive speakers. I mean, these speakers must have been four feet off the ground. And uh, I tried to put it together, and all these wires going every which way. And I think, oh, my gosh, this is a pain in the butt. And do I really want this anymore? And so this was would have been not this Saturday, but this prior saturday so two saturdays ago and i asked a couple of neighbors if they'd be interested they got younger kids and they all i texted them a picture of it i mean it had a, a multiple cd player it had a turntable and a tuner it was cool back in the day but nobody wanted it so i said honey let's load it up and i got myself i just bought this little well, i'm leasing it a little truck put all the stuff in and Took it down at DI, and I thought they're probably going to tell me, get this crap out of here. But they gladly took it, so I got rid of that. Nobody wanted it. What was cool back in the 80s, 30 plus years later, is no longer cool.
2: You don't Who need knew? the turntable, you don't need the CD player, the tuner's a big old maybe, and it takes up a lot of space.
1: It does, it's, it was huge. Yeah, and now you can get much smaller things. In fact, the company, when we celebrated our 10th anniversary with the company, they sent us a brochure that you could. That they gave us a gift, and then you could order. And I ordered this little stereo system, and it's much smaller, and it works just as well.
2: So uh, the one my grandfather had, which probably had to be the same era as yours, uh, was standing in a corner not getting used. My wife's like, what are we doing with that? And uh, ended up donating it to a... Uh, there's a uh, school program where, uh, you know, kids learn all kinds of technical stuff. And, uh, and I told the guy, I, I, I didn't know him, but through a friend of a friend, I, I, I met him. And I said, you know, it probably needs some work. Is that the kind of stuff your students do? He's like, bring it down. I'll take a look at it. He was pumped to have it. Let the kids uh, tinker
1: with it. And, 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 so you're just, and, and here you tell a story, and it involves you doing charity work. It's just, it's no, amazing. that involved me dumping stuff. That's not doing
2: charity work. No, you, but I just took it to the local DI. You called the school yeah, to I, help educate our future. That's honestly, brilliant. I was with you. I didn't think the DI would take it. <laughs> it, it. It never occurred to me that they would take it. I was down there by myself. What do you mean you were with me? I loaded In, the stuff off the back. Your thought process, I was oh. with you. Follow along. Great, <laughs> yeah. you literalist.
1: He'll go with you next time. If first you want, time I looked though. at him, like, yeah, did he did say I, he was with me? He did, but yeah, yeah. you I said
2: you didn't think that they would want it, but they did. Let's, and I didn't think they'd want it. I didn't even drive down there.
0: Let's be real, PK. If you were to call him, hey DJ, I need you to come help me load
2: this. Take it to DI. He'd show up in a heartbeat.
1: I think he would if he could i think he would yeah i'm i'm very confident if i called upon david james niggledorf II and said especially if i said i really need you if i said i really need you i think there would probably be about a 98% chance that he would be there it's probably about right 98 49 times 49 times out of 50 well there might be something that uh, something else happen where you're needed elsewhere I mean, but uh, and and just like uh, when you tell me, PK, you need to do this. I mean, I just I, I st- <laughs> stay I by your phone. He's calling. <laughs> Make sure you answer <laughs> when you look me in the eye. And you've probably done that maybe five times over 18 years. You really need to do this. Oh, OK, I better do this, man. Can we pause the meeting for a
2: second? PK and I need to go talk out in the hallway. Pk, i go dutifully home. got up <laughs> go home just <laughs> die. Get, get out of exactly here. what you're, you're losing g- it <laughs> exactly what i was told all right as long as we're on to breaking news the dow is soaring more than a thousand points on expectations of an imminent two trillion dollar coronavirus bill so there you go stuff's going on this morning pk first the what olympics canceled
1: mean? now this now, I'm not a financial guy. What does that mean? Is that good uh, or bad? That means uh,
2: people with a lot of money. That's good. People with a lot of money oh, think, good. okay, they're making progress in D.C. You've got a chance to, you know, oil up the economy and keep this thing moving. Stimulus bill.
1: Well, I hope so. I mean, once you start getting money, and that's the serious thing with folks losing jobs. I mean, I don't care who it is, man. You cannot be losing jobs. When you start bringing in jobs, that is the most serious thing because everybody needs a job. And I just don't want to be messing with anybody's jobs. I don't care who they are. Then getting in, I can remember my father got laid off when I was in high school. And that was a serious, serious thing there, man. That's when he went and ended up working sanitation on the back of a garbage truck. And that obviously hit home when I was about 15 years old hard. So hopefully the economy is rolling again at some point and people... Jobs are just so vitally important to what everything you everything you're about in your daily life, man. And I've been so fortunate since I graduated college and got my first job. I've literally never been without a job and I am so grateful for that. I wasn't without you can't yeah. yeah, you can't say that. Nope. I got I got let go in Sacramento. Yeah. Come up to the general
2: manager's office and bring your security card. Uh oh. So, uh, yeah, it leaves a mark. It leaves a mark for years and years. I'm 100% with you. I was actually about to say, because I didn't know the story about your dad getting laid off. You had said before he'd done the sanitation job, but I know it was triggered by a laugh. I was actually about to say, it's interesting that you say that, because I say it, and it's partly because at a young age, I was in my 20s, um, you know, I lived it. And so that's just like, that's a message for the rest of your life. You just, you don't forget that. And... I was about to say, it's interesting that you have the same feeling I do, but you didn't live it. And then come to find out you did live it. It just wasn't your job, it was your dad's job. But you still, you were in the house and you were old enough to get the vibe. You weren't, you know, a four year old running around not knowing what was going on. Oh, no, no, not at all. It was
1: a nervous, a nerve wracking time. And I've been extremely fortunate that I literally. Have never been, since I got my first newspaper job, I've literally never been one day unemployed. And I changed states. I went from Arizona to California to Utah, and each time I left, stopped work on the Friday, drove, started the new job on the Monday. I literally have not, even when I quit, I was right to the end there and then started the new job. And so I've been able to say this whole time, despite what my in-laws thought, I might add, that's a side note, but I have been employed (laughs) this whole time. They didn't have much faith, huh? (laughs) Uh, My father-in-law, he was by my side. and My mother-in-law, and she's gone now, and I miss her dearly. She exhibited love in a manner that I've never seen anybody love before. But in the beginning, I think there was some doubt that I would be able to uh, provide, and I provided okay.
2: DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. I know we promised Jason Cole, veteran NFL reporter and Hall of Famer, uh, at 7.30. And Yock has been on the phone, but no answer, huh, Yock? All right. Well, Yock will keep efforting, we'll try to move him to later in the show. Some, something may have come up there. Uh, PK, we were talking about... Um, the, the job thing and the economy and the way things are now. And I know you had uh, Jim Olson on, who's now president of the jazz as uh, he That's got correct. promoted. And yes. and I know there were, you know, multiple stories done and the latest round of them was about, okay, so this is what happened to the jazz part-time employees. And, you know, Rudy made the big donation, uh, part of it to the jazz employees, but then for, you know, various causes in Utah and, and in France. And so uh, I thought, And it was in the story, but it kind of blended. I mean, they they covered it and everything, but I think it blends in with what other team owners are doing. And I may not know the depth of what those owners are doing. You know, I just see the headlines that so-and-so made a donation. But I thought the fact that they got the part-time employees, that they were able to pair them up with people who were looking to hire. Because, you know, the, the charity donation is great, but it's great for the moment, but is it sustainable? And I thought the fact... It took a while, but the fact that they were able to, whether it was Megaplex employees or jazz employees, that they were able to hook them up with, you know, long-term employment. Because as much as there are sectors that are just struggling, you know, if you own a restaurant right now, yikes, you know, I think they are just right in the crosshairs. I mean, that, that's it's really hard on them right now. Uh, but, you know, if you're in the grocery sector, they're hiring. I, I'm driving uh, home from work, and there's an ad for Kroger, who owns Smith's, and they're hiring. And, you know, they're looking for, like, Thirty thousand employees. CVS is looking for fifty thousand. CVS CVS is looking for fifty thousand. Amazon one hundred thousand people. Right. So there are sectors out there, and I thought the fact that the Jazz were able to, uh, you know, not just write them checks for a a month or two, but the thing that's going to make it sustainable, that's going to give those families at least a little peace of mind, because I think everybody's stressed right now. Uh, But they were able to hook them up with jobs. I thought that was that was the upside to it.
1: That was that was well certainly. Yeah, that's the old line. You know, give a man a fish, he eats for a day. Teach a man a fish, he eats for a lifetime. Uh, And that's what it's about there, yeah. And I know the Jazz were sensitive to the issue, and the timing was a factor, according to Jim Olson when he came on there. And those people, and I've been in a lot of arenas over the years, and i got to say, the ushers at the Jazz, uh, maybe some of them because they know me and maybe it's a little bit different, but uh, they sure are some great people. And I enjoy talking with them whenever I can. It's always just, you know, kind of in passing, but they're very, very friendly and all that stuff. Yeah, whether they're older or younger, it really doesn't matter. But, yeah, that's what it's about, man. I, mean, I can't personally relate to losing my own job because I never have lost it. But I, you saw me when Jay Drew was laid off at the Tribune. Yeah. What was it, uh, a year and a half ago, two and a half years ago, whenever it was, man? I, I had to walk out of the studio because I couldn't imagine – what he was going through and man he was so stressed now it worked out for him and now he's at the desert news and good for him but for other folks and because uh, I was in that business for 23 years in newspapers and and uh, I feel like they're my brothers and sisters uh, and so when they got laid off I mean I took it as personal as you could take it without having it literally be your own self so I can only imagine for these folks too because it's about money, and people need the money. You need the money to live. It's just no question. So, yeah, if they could find other opportunities to find work until this thing gets resolved, that's really good. And, and the good thing about what Jim was saying is that, particularly on the concerts, and I asked him, man, and we had talked about that because we're in the arena. We're broadcast on the fifth floor, and it seemed like, man, since they remodeled a couple of summers back, they're having way more shows. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he, and, and he had the number. And it's basically double. I forget what the number was, but he said it's basically double. And he said because of the remodel, that concert, the artists they have were, uh, I think he called it a must-stop or a must-visit, something like that. So you got to play at that particular arena. And he said uh, the, the jazz arena now has been getting on that must stop, so they have been having so many more concerts than they used to have, and and events for that matter, but the concerts are the thing that I noticed the most, and he was saying that all these concerts that they have here in the interim that have been postponed, they're all working and they all should be rescheduled. And so I'm thinking, my, my first thing, well that's great for the concert goers, that they can have this opportunity to see Whoever it might be, whoever you want to go see, and if you can't see him now, well, you can see him in six months from now. But my first thought was, well, that should be cool for the workers because as long as they're getting their jobs back, that really all—that's what matters the most. So maybe back, and when it gets to that point, they'll have some more opportunities to work because there'll be a more crowded calendar at that point when they have to reschedule all these things. So hopefully, in the end, they make up any type of money that they've lost now, and then. In that interim, because you need the money now, there's opportunities to have these other various forms of employment, so you can come out minimally, at least even, if not ahead. That's the way I looked at it. I don't know if that'll play out that way, but that's one of the things that went through my mind.
2: All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Yak is going to keep working on Jason Cole, veteran NFL reporter and Hall of Fame voter. Chris Passo co- covers the NFL draft for CBS Sports. He's coming up in the 9 o'clock hour. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80. The Zone, if you're just joining us, the big sports news of the morning. The Olympics have been pushed back a year, postponed. IOC and and, uh, officials in Japan agreeing that They'll be held in the summer of 2021, which is good news for the athletes who are struggling to train, considering all the qualifiers that still had to be held and all the logistical stuff of putting 10,000 athletes in a village and all the people who need to be, you know, to feed them and to run the events and on and on. Yeah, it just seemed like, uh, it just seemed impossible with what's going on. So that's delayed. Closer to home, this isn't exactly sports, but it is uh, athletic and it's exercise. Uh, Angel's Landing is going to close in Zion's National Park. Have you ever done that, PK? I know you like to go down to St. George and golf. I don't know if you ever. I've been to Zion a couple times. We didn't do that hike. And uh, I know sometimes those trails get crowded. I guess that would be the, the reason all those people. Have you been on that? And is it just like a, a freeway of tourists?
1: Uh, I have been close to it. My wife has been on it. I've, I haven't gone all the way to the top. I have been there. But yeah, and there's basically a, a, a chain you know, that you're holding on to. So in terms of uh, the social distancing, that makes sense. Uh, a friend of ours... Did some hiking up uh, above Wasatch, across from Pepperwood there. would that be? Sandy or Draper? And they were talking about over the weekend, it was jammed (laughs) because people are trying to get exercise and the weather was you know it was nice enough it wasn't gorgeous on saturday but it was nice enough so it makes sense to me that they would do that because that that eliminates the social distancing that we're supposed to be practicing because there's just no way you could do that there so i understand why they would close that particular trail as you said it's absolutely gorgeous obviously in terms of being a national park as you would expect that's the very reason that it is a national park and people literally come from all over the world i have a friend who ha- has a uh, child who uh, adult one and rents a place uh in hurricane and The amount of people that rent that thing it's busy all year and so many of them that they rent it's like every language imaginable because that place is one of the most popular places and people want to go to it so it only makes sense particularly at this weather as we get into this weather I was thinking about this you know this this whole situation is not good no matter what but would we would we rather want to have it in the winter would we want to have it in the fall what season now, we've heard some people say that when the weather gets warmer, maybe that it will uh, help uh, have, make it go away. So I guess from a medical standpoint, if that's true, I don't know if it's true, but if it is, you'd want it in the summer. But uh, this spring, it just seems like for us here who've been cooped up, it's, it's even double torture because we're not supposed to do these things outside that we would like to do. And I guess the weather here the next few days is supposed to be crummy, but then after that, next week is supposed to be more spring-like. And if we're still advised to be inside, that would be even more torturous, but hopefully people can still pay attention to what we're supposed to do.
2: Yeah, hopefully it gets, uh, it gets frustrating everybody has a good idea together. And you're right, something that would be a good idea on the average day... Isn't a good idea when everybody has the same brilliant idea. I saw, uh, I don't know who did it, but somebody was covering that there was a line to go out to Antelope Island State Park. And there was a part of me that seriously, on the weekend, and I had to go into work, so it was fine. I was thinking, where could you go where it would be somewhere to go, but there wouldn't be that many people there. I thought, ah, oh, I bet I could go out to Antelope Island State Park. You know, go up to like Buffalo Point and just sit there for a while and just like look out over the lake. That's one of the highest points, and there's a little uh, place you can get drinks or snacks or whatever there, which I don't know if that would be a good idea or not, and maybe that would draw too many people. <laughs> and I see that there's this huge line to get into the park, and I'm like, yeah, everybody had, everybody had a good idea at the same time, and it's no longer that good of an idea. Although there's a little more yeah, space not. to spread out there.
1: But. Well, once you're there, yeah. yeah. So it,
2: I haven't done that hike so there's a chain that you hold on to, because I've, I've climbed Half Dome in Yosemite, and I've always thought that uh, the time I spent in the two parks, that they're a lot alike, both about seven miles deep, and they both got kind of like similar attractions. And I, I thought, even though I haven't done it, that Angels Landing always sounded a lot like Half Dome. You know, both, both peak out at about 10,000 feet, both the valley floors about 4,500 feet. There's a lot of similarities. And I know when you go up Half Dome, they have these steel posts driven into the rock. And they've got the chain, and they've also got... Um uh, like wooden stuff for your feet because the rock is so slick and every once in a while somebody you know tries to leave the chain and that's a bad idea Angel's and tragedy landing. tragedy ensues so they've got the chains on both sides for yeah. you because you've got a
1: yeah yeah yeah, yeah 1.3
2: yeah, thousand yeah. foot drop on one side and I think right well, they really are remarkably side, the same yeah. they were really remarkably the same yeah alright we got to take a break here Yach has uh, rescheduled Jason Cole a veteran NFL reporter and Hall of Fame voter we will talk about with all the uh, offseason moves who the new favorites are, obviously Tom Brady and the whole quarterback shuffle that's going on in the NFL. Man, the NFC South, I think they're about to end up on TV a lot. Jason Cole joins us next. Stay with us.